A Bargain with the Devil. Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. And pretty intense. Very good headline. I got to give credit where credit's due. Come across, well, actually, I, I lied. I did not come across this article. A member sent this to me that's a listener of the podcast and a member of my other site that I uh, offer. And as soon as I saw it, read just a few paragraphs in, immediately wanted to talk about it because it really does illustrate a point that really the majority of the time doesn't matter. It's a great talking point. It's a great marketing pitch. It's a great philosophy. It's a great, you know, motto, but all it takes is just a little hiccup, little hiccup, and things can quickly, quickly, did I mention quickly unravel? And that's what we have here. We have a situation, and I'm not going to read this entire article. I'm just going to read a, a few parts of it to, to give context because my point here is this. I get it. It's great to talk about leverage. It's great to talk about you know, taking loans, especially in the world of real estate. I mean, that's always all the lingo is, well, you, you get a property and you, you know, get it fixed up or you get it rented out or you know, whatever, and then you refinance it. Refinancing just meaning, well, you are leveraging up. You are taking on more debt. You are taking on more risk because at the end of the day, at the core, you need to remember that more debt is more risk, whether that be within a business setting or your personal finances, debt equals risk. Whenever you owe somebody something, whenever you are obligated to pay someone something, that is risk. That is something that's out of your control and at the core creates a lot of uncertainty. And I get it when things are going great, when the economy's booming, when your personal finances, when your maybe job, when your career, when, you know, insert blank is booming and everything is great, then yeah, who really cares about debt? And it, it doesn't matter. And I don't have a problem saying that. When things are going great, debt doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's an annoyance. And yes, you can make arguments against, well, you know, if you didn't have the debt, then you could have, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that's all true. I'm not refuting that. But I'm also just, you know, shooting straight. When things are booming, it doesn't matter. But, and boy, this is an all caps, but bolded, underlined. When things go wrong, even really just a little bit wrong, and as I talk right now with the coronavirus, things have gone way more than a little wrong. But even if things go just slightly wrong, that debt all of a sudden, boom, it matters quite a bit. So it's really, I don't think there's much of a middle ground with debt. It's either, yeah, it is what it is, whatever, it doesn't really matter, everything's fine. Or all of a sudden, boom, it is just a glaring, glaring issue. And I, I want to use this as hopefully encouragement to just have you think twice before you go and start to leverage up on debt, before you start to introduce risk into either your business or your personal life, when, you know, are, are you sure you want to take on that risk? Maybe it makes sense. One risk that I'm perfectly fine with, as long as it's a smart risk, would be college education, right? Assuming you are going and taking on some risk, again, risk being the debt, you're going to owe the, the government, just be smart about it. And I've talked about this many times before. If you go and take risk and get on a, you know, take on a bunch of debt to get a degree, you know, in the history of light sockets, 
I'm not quite sure that's going to be a smart risk. That you are introducing risk into your personal finances that you're going to have a very hard time dealing with because, well, I don't know any many jobs out there that are going to be able to offer you a, a worthwhile pay if you know the history of light sockets. Now, if you go and take on risk to become a nurse or an engineer or, you know, insert blank of some sort of, you know, skill that there's job demand for, or who knows, maybe you just take on the risk of spending, you know, a, a couple of thousand to go to a trade school and learn how to become a plumber or electrician or, you know, a, you know, a, a pipe fitter or, you know, anything like that. I mean, in fact, in this day and age, most people will pay for you to go to the trade school and learn. So, I mean, you, I mean that's the, the, the smartest way to go. But like I said, in those situations, if there's a job market, th that's a risk that I'm okay with. So this is not me sitting here slamming all sorts of debt and saying that debt is evil. No, you know, debt is really a, a risk that you are taking, as I've said, but you wanna make sure, you wanna be very, very careful with it because this is a situation, this person's, uh, current circumstances, and, and I feel for this person, but I mean, you you reap what you sow. I mean, if, if this is the situation that you're putting yourself at risk of, then, well, this is the risk you run. And I realize I keep using the word risk because I'm, I, I'm really trying to drive that home that, yeah, debt, leverage, those are those are nice little terms, right? I mean, that sounds great. Oh, yeah, yeah. so you, you do this and you refinance. You know, refinance, another word for just risk. You're taking on more risk. I get it. Well, more risk? No, Clay, by refinancing, my, my numbers are changing in my favor. On the surface, yes, but all it takes is some sort of little blip, and who cares about the refinances? Who cares about it? When your goal is just to refinance and keep refinancing and keep refinancing, that is just a, a debt bubble, a debt snowball getting bigger and bigger. So a bargain with the devil. This comes from, let's see, uh, the Wall Street Journal. So uh, the title is A Bargain with the Devil. Bill comes due for overextended Airbnb host. So picking up the article. For years, Cheryl Dopp considered the ding on her phone from a new Airbnb booking to be the sound of what she called magical money. A property she rented out in Jersey City, New Jersey on Airbnb could gross more than $8,000 a month. She said double what long-term tenants pay. Good deal. I like that. Magical money. Ding. Phone ring. Hey, I'm making more money. Hey, I'm making more money. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Now, Miss Dopp associates the dings with cancellations and financial misery. The 54-year-old information technology contractor said she had about $10,000 in bookings evaporate overnight in March. Coronavirus. Everything gets, starts to get shut down. Think about that. $10,000, poof, gone. Or in their words, evaporated. She has $22,000 in monthly expenses for a largely Airbnb portfolio, she said. That included another Jersey City home and a house in Miami. $22,000 in monthly expenses. Think about that. All it takes is a little bit of a hiccup. Now, this was a big hiccup, but boom. So think about that. Nothing, and now she owes $22,000 every month. Every month, she's on the hook for $22,000. If that's not risk, I don't know what is. All right, I get it. Well, everything's fine and dandy when you're able to actually positive cash flow 8,000. That sounds great. But 
Think about that. 8,000 in cash flow is being wiped away very, very quickly. So even if she had, you know, the, the past three months of positive cash flow of 8,000, just like that, boom, one month, the three, three previous months are gone. You go into two months in the whole 22,000 and bam, that's a half a year gone of profit in just two months. That, that's very, very precarious situation to be in, created again by debt. In her mind, the promise of more rental income offset the growing debt. She said, I made a bargain with the devil. Cheryl, I mean, that's a, that's a very uh, scary quote, but to give Cheryl credit, at least she is self-aware. I have nothing but respect in that regard. She's not blaming other people. She is just straight up saying, yeah, looking in the mirror and saying, I made a bargain with the devil because of the growing debt. And growing debt because, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's expanding the portfolio, right? In real estate, you expand the portfolio. And, and she was going along the lines of, hey, I'll expand via just taking on more debt so I can expand. And with that growing debt, like I said, bargain with the devil. Misdop is a part of an up and crust dimensions of the gig economy, property owners and speculators who bought or leased real estate in pursuit of Airbnb profits. Airbnb spawned a cottage industry of homeowners running their own property empires, turning the startup into a hotel air uh, without any hotels. The coronavirus spread has exposed the swaths of the US economy that were ill-suited for a crisis. Great for offering inexpensive goods and services quickly, terrible in an economic disaster. The sharing economy has proven particularly unstable in the pandemic. Silicon Valley championed the concept of turning America into a land of entrepreneurs, taking advantage of flexible hours, un uh, unimpeded by regulations or specialized training. People who bought into the idea turned their cars into workstations for Uber technologies, and Lyft or became carriers for two, uh, food delivery services such as DoorDash. They have taken a hit, but with Airbnb, the problems are broader. Hosts brought with them cleaning services, interior designers, and property maintenance workers who helped build, uh, who helped build and manicure their property empires. So their plight has ripple effects that go far beyond their own listings. Airbnb hosts saw 1.5 billion in bookings vanish in mid-March. And you get the idea here. So I'm not gonna go through this whole article, uh, but like I said, if, if you wanna read the whole article, just you know, Google a bargain with the devil and it'll, it'll come up and you can read the, the rest of it. But you get the idea, right? The idea, things are great. I'm, and, and there's certain, I'm not gonna name any names, but there's certain gurus out there that I see it all the time. They walk around you know, and, and they got their fancy jets and they got all this you know, fancy materialistic items. And their whole premise is, Debt is good. Debt is good because I'm using my debt to use it to you know purchase these assets and these are going to always you know reap money or these are going to you know give returns. So not only that, I'll be able to you know pay you and 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 the whole idea at the core is hey, debt is good. Give me some money, which is a debt that you know they're taking on, and let let me do my thing. Let let's let's you know let's leverage it up. Let's just have loans all over the place. And yeah, that's good. $8,000 cash flow, positive a month. I mean, that is that is magical money. Ding, oh wow, ding. Wow, I just made $8,000 more this month. And I really didn't do anything except 
ding, looked at my phone. But now, like you said, the ding is with cancellations and financial misery, $22,000 a month in expenses. So just keep that in mind. It's very alluring, it's very glamorous. Uh, it, when things are going great, to be tempted to you know just load up on a little debt, load up on a little debt, even if it's just a car. I mean, think about it. Well, things are going really great right now. You know, I, I'm gonna go splurge and, and just get this new car because you know I, I can afford the car payment. I can afford it. Well, what happens if a hiccup happens in your life? And all of a sudden, you can't afford it. Or it becomes very, very difficult to afford it, and now all of a sudden, you are in a very, very tight, a very, very stressful situation. Is that actually worth it to introduce that risk into your life? I mean, in a, in a drastic sense, let's say you that you literally can't afford it anymore. So the car you know, gets repossessed, now all of a sudden, your credit takes a massive ding, and now debt and everything, because your credit's bad, just spins out of control, now you have bad credit, I mean, do you see what I mean? Now, am I saying that's gonna happen in every situation? No, like I said, an address situation, but I mean, that very well could happen. If, if you, depending on the amount of debt you take on for that car payment or for insert blank of, you know, some sort of debt you take on that you absolutely don't need to, you know, you are introducing those threats, those potential risks. So just associate debt with risk. I'm not opposed to taking on risk. It's gotta be smart risk. But at the same time, you have to acknowledge the fact that like a lot of people out there right now, especially as this article said in the Airbnb sector, they are in a world of hurt and there's gonna be some foreclosures. There's gonna be uh, some situations where these people are gonna get wrecked because it's been a while and at the pace we're going, it might still be a while. I mean, I hope all these people can, I hope Cheryl, I wish her the best. I, I, I want her to recover. I want her to be okay because it really does look like she's learned her lesson when she's, you know, looking in the mirror and saying that she made the bar a bargain with the devil. But I mean, when you're equating debt to the devil, there you go. Cheryl is a great example of why you got to be very careful with this stuff. So just consider it. Hopefully it can maybe make you, you know, just take a couple, couple different viewpoints on, I don't know, do I really want to take on that debt? Do I really want to introduce that risk? And like I said, whether that be your business or your, your personal finance situation, just a few things to consider because yeah, all it takes is a hiccup and things can get really, really nasty in a hurry. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, 
then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.